Hi, and welcome back to Brielle City Podcast. You have me, your main host, Brielle City, and welcome to another solo, might be short, might be long episode, I don't know, but today we're going to talk about self-sabotaging and doubting. See, for so long, I have been telling myself a false story. The story of, oh, it's too hard, or oh, I'm not deserving of it. And it's not that I actually even believe these things because actions, you know, are more powerful than words. It's my actions. My actions are showing my doubt and my lack of self-confidence and self-esteem. And I know what you're thinking. If you know me, you're like, what? No, there's no way that she lacks confidence and self-esteem. There's many different ways to lack that. And I believe with me, sometimes I lack the confidence in my future in um, in terms of my uh, communication and my intelligence. That sounds really sad. But yeah, that's where my where I am having a little bit of a balance issue and a little bit of a lack mindset issue. And it's good to recharge and it's good to go in inwards. But sometimes when you do that too long, it turns into something that is not balanced, something that is self-sabotaging. You can't stay in your whole life and expect to make an impact in the world. You have to share the knowledge. You have to you have to shine. You can't just be hiding out. And I think that's what I'm learning about myself right now that I can't just close myself off to the world for very long spans at a time. Yes, I'm going to listen to my body and yes, we should all listen to our bodies and what we need, but it's time to get back out there. So if you're listening to this, this is going to resonate with you. Yes, it's time. You need to get back out there. You need to stop shutting yourself off from opportunities and abundance and blessings. You need to get out of the rut that you're stuck in. If you're stuck in a rut, it's time to get moving. It's it's the season. We're coming into a season of rebirthing, of newness. We're shedding. We have already shed old layers of who we are and that's that's basically what I've been going through and it's even it's in, it's uncomfortable for me to talk about it because not that I want to portray this false image of everything's perfect about my life on social media because not nothing is perfect and I have been struggling lately with my confidence and I I would say I don't know why, but I do know why. Because confidence, it's kind of like a domino effect. When you go in and then you shut yourself off from people and opportunities. And you do that for too long. Like everyone needs their moment of recharging and resting. But I feel like I've been doing that for a little bit too long to where it's becoming not so good. Not so healthy. And so when you do that, it it throws off your whole confidence and your whole self-esteem. See, we need people. We need others to feel confident. And not, I'm not talking about like the attention from others. I'm just saying like we need to be out in the world making an impact in order to feel purpose because purpose is where the confidence comes from and that is kind of what I've been struggling with lately is finding my purpose what am I here to do what am I meant to do and I don't think I give myself enough credit because I think I am making a large impact but as humans we're always hard on ourselves we're our own worst critic And I do think I need to actually um, be proud of myself and how far I've come. But it's it's hard. I don't know why that's so hard for me to do, to feel... Because I don't want to be cocky. I don't want to come off cocky. Um, 
or super egotistical, but it, if you've been putting in the work, like be proud of yourself because you've come so far. And I know I've come so far from where I used to be. And I'm just in a very transformative transformative period of my life. Um, the whole cancer thing with my dad um, and not really having a great relationship with my dad and having to, you know, turn into like this caretaker for him. And that has really taken a toll on me. And I thought that I was strong enough to deal with it. And I was like, yeah, I've put in enough healing where, you know, this whole living situation could work for Kevin and I. And I mean, pretty much did not have much of a choice because I'm the only child. There's nobody else that can really, you know, take care of my dad. He's elderly. Um, he's like, he's 70, 75, 75 years old. Um, but it turns out it's been a way bigger undertaking than I would have thought. It's taken a toll on my mental health. Um, it's taken a toll on my confidence level. It's taken a toll on everything. And I'm not trying to cry because, I mean, that's not what I'm going to do. I know it's healthy to cry and let it out, but I can't just be crying because you guys won't be able to understand what the fuck I'm trying to say. But I'm just letting you guys know that it's okay to struggle. It's okay to be in really tough positions and ask for help. Emotional support. Um, mental health support. It's just really important. I didn't even realize how big of an impact taking care of my sick father who I don't really have a great relationship with would be on my marriage to Kevin because when like I've said this before when you have healed your relationship with your parents you heal your most intimate relationships with others and with yourself so this whole thing has taught me that I have so I mean I already kind of knew that but I have so much more healing to do with this and it's hard to do it in the place and in the around the energy that wounded you it's extre it's tough it's extremely hard I've wanted to give up on myself I've wanted to give up on my marriage at times throughout this whole thing I've wanted to give up on the things that I love and I don't really know why like that's so self-sabotaging um it's like living here around him and even though sorry I'm blowing my nose um even though he is obviously not as bad as, um, I'm talking about my father, he is not as toxic and as um, bad as he used to be when I was a child, it's like I still feel like a wounded child, like l living amongst his energy. And I know that God put me in this place because God was like, no, you're not going to just, you're not going to cut off your father. You're not going to run from your problems. You're going to have to like physically, literally, emotionally, mentally, spiritually deal with these demons literally head on. And so that's what I've pretty much been dealing 
with and going through silently, but now I'm sharing it with you guys. Um, And it's like, it was so easy for me to be my most authentic self until I started dealing with a lot of stuff like this. Like, it was so easy to post, like, my problems and uh, be more relatable to you guys until until this huge challenge hit and um, entered my life. And I feel like it's good to get it off my chest because I know there's going to be people out there who can relate, who are having to take care of or live with a um, family member that it's not, the dynamics are not so healthy or you don't have a choice, kind of like us. Um, <sighs> so yeah, just know you're stronger than you know. You will get through it. I would have to say this whole thing is teaching me compassion, compassion, like the biggest amounts of compassion, empathy, love, forgiveness, Um, because it's like it's so easy to preach those things. And then the universe is like, ha ha, okay, let's see if you really, you know, can walk the walk, talk the talk, since you talk the talk, walk the walk. And it's really put me in this position where it's like, have I been so nice towards that energy towards my dad in this living situation through all this no I haven't has he been you know super civil and hospitable to me no he hasn't but that doesn't matter like I should I should have more empathy towards him because I know how how his childhood was so he can only he's only acting from obviously a wounded place and he will he will never change honestly um he'll never wake up and so i need to have more empathy and i need to have more compassion for my own sanity for my own sanity because uh there's nothing really i can do about this situation and it's like no I don't want to throw away like what I love or it's in the past it would be so easy for me to you know like just pack up and run from a situation because that was like a very toxic cycle I used to be in where when things like this would get yucky and hard I would just be like well fuck it like I'm out bye which you know um that's why I used to jump from relationship to relationship and it's like you, it's like at this point in my life, it's like I'm not doing that anymore. There is honestly absolutely no reason for me to do that other than to be stuck in this toxic cycle that I don't want to be stuck in anymore, any longer. Because you know what? I'm just going to have to keep dealing with these issues until I face them. And I am being faced with them right now as we speak. And I have my good weeks and my bad weeks, I would say. If I could give advice to anybody who's caretaking for somebody that it's not healthy for them or caretaking for um, an abuser or, you know, just anything similar to this situation. And I'm not advocating you stay in abusive marriages because this is not what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about caretaking for an elderly parent who uh, may have not been the best parent to you when you were a child. Um. I would say prioritizing self-care. Self-care. Know that you may need more sleep than usual. You may need more naps and rest because your body's going through a lot mentally. It's exhausting. You're working through your shit. You should be trying to heal. Um, and it's tough. It's tough. No matter what, it's, it's going to be hard. But like anything in life, like nothing lasts forever. It does not last forever. It is just a mini chapter in a book of a thousand chapters. Um, so that's what I would like suggest. And um, if you have relatives or you have a support system, ask them if they could pick up some days where they could, you know, um, watch the person or maybe have that individual go and stay at a relative's house just so you get like your alone time and that's kind of what Kevin and I are doing thankfully like I am 
sorry, I'm a really, really appreciative and grateful for my mom. My mom and dad are divorced, but my mom has been um, allowing my dad to visit her home during the day when she's at work because their relationship is pretty strained too. Um, But so he goes over there and that allows for me to have my alone time at my home and, you know, allows me to kind of recharge because my dad, he is my dad. I don't hate him. I used to hate him or I thought I did. Um, I just know he's a very exhausting energy person to be around. Um, So... So that allows me to kind of recharge myself. And yeah, it's just don't let don't let this if you're dealing with something like this, don't let it get the best of you. Because it's like it's kind of like a silent killer. Like I didn't even realize it was getting the best of me until until I started waking up every day. And feeling like every day was the same. And that's like so fucking sad. Because life is actually really beautiful. And this thing is really teaching me gratitude. Because I wasn't being grateful for every day I was waking up. Every day I was waking up and I was feeling like stagnant. I was feeling just like Groundhog Day. Just like the same day over and over again, even though it was me, it was always me, like, it's, we can be our own worst enemies, because, yes, I'm going through a lot, yes, I, so, I am, I have been very mentally exhausted since, um, starting this whole thing, and, uh, we started caretaking for him, and, um, the whole living situation started in May when he got diagnosed with stage four bladder cancer. Anyways, um, yeah, it, the summer was great. I didn't really start recognizing something was mentally going wrong with me till... I want to say, it's like kind of, and I'm glad like I'm catching myself early because I know um, there are people who who maybe aren't, um, don't have that self-realization or who who just don't catch um, depression early. Um, So, yeah, it's like, what am I saying? Okay, yeah. So it's like a silent killer, basically. You don't really realize it. It kind of just like slowly creeps up on you. And it starts with stagnation. And it and it starts with pushing your kind of your, some of your goals to the side. And being like, oh, I can do that later. And um, wanting to stay in bed longer in the morning. Just like small things. And then it just becomes like repetitive and a routine. Like. Then one day you wake up and you realize, like, oh, my God, like, I've been in, like, this semi-high-functioning depression and I didn't even really know it. So that's why, like, really prioritizing your mental health is so fucking important. It's so important because I'm somebody who, hold on, I'm going to get my water. Who speaks a lot And who posts a lot about self-care, mental health, spirituality. And, like, people who are spiritual, yes, we're subject to face depression and all of that. And dark nights of the soul and tower moments and stuff like that. Um, So just because I'm posting those things, like, I just really want to hammer the fact that, no, my life's not perfect. Yes, I get sad I've been, I have struggled with depression in my life and currently getting myself out of this rut that I have been in um and putting myself first because it's okay to be selfish it is okay to be selfish 
Because when you're not good, you're not going to do no, when you're not good on the inside, you're not going to do nobody good around you. So you got to make sure that number one is okay. Because nobody will benefit from having, um, having a miserable wife. No one's going to benefit from having a miserable, unhappy mother um, or friend or colleague or anything like that, really. So it's so fucking important. And I kind of feel like a hypocrite. Um, because, I mean, I didn't let you all know sooner, like, what I was going through. But it's just been hard. It's just been hard. And I'm kind of like the type of person who, like, really kind of keeps that to myself. Kind of private in a way. But I shouldn't be. I should. Um... <clears throat> let you guys know what I'm going through, I guess, when the time is right, um, because, you know, obviously boundaries are good and stuff, but I'm the type of person that, like, if I'm going through it, like, I really don't let close friends know, because if they're coming to me for, like, um, spiritual guidance or advice or anything like that, I like to make sure everybody else is good. And, yeah, yeah, this year is definitely teaching me, like, you can't, you can't, you can't be a martyr, you can't sacrifice your own mental well-being and happiness, um, for others, you can't, so, Feels really good to get this off my chest. This episode is pretty messy. I hope you guys are following. Um, feel like I've gone off on a rabbit hole, rabbit trail, whatever it's called. <clears throat> but yeah, just know that oh, one of my biggest things is going through this very transformative, very. Um, kind of silent, chaotic time in my life. Um, Just know that if you're going through something similar and you had all these things you loved before that time and period in your life where things got like this, chances are you still love it. It's just the depression and the stagnation clouding your judgment because like last month I was literally just telling Kevin like I don't even like modeling anymore I don't like this I don't like this and then I remembered like oh shit you know because I, I like psychology I study psychology and I read a lot of mental health articles and stuff and I'm like oh my god like, one of the symptom signs, I guess you could say, of depression is not finding joy in things that you used to find a joy in. So just pay attention to things like that. Because even me, like, I was become, I was, like, not even, like, realizing what was going on. Um, and I'm just glad that I caught it. Because I do, I do enjoy modeling. I do love modeling. I'm still dead set on the fact that I'm not going back to working at a gentleman's club um, stripping anymore just because, like, I still know that that chapter in my life is done with and, you know, everybody moves on from things. I still loved it, though. I still love dancing. But I don't, I'm not tired of modeling. I'm not sick of it. I do love it. It's just still not one of my top priorities. This podcast is my top priority. My spiritual work and um, um, motivational writings and stuff like that. That's my top priority. But yeah, I'm just... This period in time, this moment, I'm learning to fall back in love with life again and learning to be grateful, learning to work on my triggers, 
um, in terms of mine and my father's relationship. Just having growing, um, finally growing up, I guess, having more compassion, knowing that he is truly mentally ill. And I, and it's silly. It's not, I mean, I'm not going to dumb down my trauma from him, but I mean, because I am aware of his issues, it would be silly for me to continue to be hurt by his behavior and his energy sometimes because I know that like he is mentally unstable and there there's a lot of trauma and a lot of unhealed wounds that won't ever get resolved with him um so yeah so that's <laughs> that's what's been going on with me that's what I've been going through um, hold on. I have, like, a lot of mucus, guys. Gross. I know. It's from fucking... Sorry, that was pretty pretty gross. Maybe Kevin will edit that part out. Maybe he won't. I don't really care. I forgot to take my... Oh, turmeric and my allergy pills this morning. And it's allergy season in Bakersfield, pretty much. Today's actually a really, really pretty day. We might go out and take some pictures today. But just be gentle with yourselves, guys. And you are strong. You are a fighter. You will get through this. Nothing lasts forever, nor the good, nor the bad. Everything just is. Everything is a learning experience. Nothing is happening to you. It is definitely happening for you. You are resilient. You are right where you need to be in this life. God is moving things behind the scenes for you. And don't ever question God. He knows what he's doing. At all times. <sighs> and even if things seem stagnant in your life or paused. And you feel like you should be farther than where you are. Just know everybody started this life at different um, different placements. Dif- different starting points. Kind of like um, in track, where they place you at different, um, I don't even know what you would call them. I guess different meters, different whatever. You know what I'm saying. I'm just saying that some had more of an advantage, some had less an advantage. But that doesn't make you any more beautiful, any more, um, any less intelligent, any less than anything um and you're a fighter, you're a warrior. You don't give up. You may bend under pressure, but you'll never fold and you'll always get back up. So whew. um and if you have any questions or anything or um just want to know Really anything, just feel feel free to ask me on my Instagram at the Mrs. Brielle Weston. That's my modeling page. And then my personal page is that um, at the Brielle Weston. Um, So feel free to shoot me a DM there if you have any questions that you want answered on any of my solo podcasts or if you have questions for any of the other guys kevin or josh um or even um dj poison on our other podcast that will be dropping soon our other project which you will see like maybe a lighter side of me i don't know funner side funner more fun it's not a fucking word i'm going to pull some um oracle cards from my lemuria deck Because it's just what I fucking like to do. 
and I hope you guys appreciate it and enjoy it. I always think the shuffling sound of cards when I'm um, listening to other readers, it just sounds so satisfying. Okay, so yes, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so okay. These cards are so fucking beautiful, dude. I wish you could see them. Okay, so I pulled three cards, and then I always read the back of the deck because that is, like, the whole collective energy. And this is exactly how I have felt. I have felt lately that my throat chakra is blocked. Like, I feel like any time, like, I would try to record a podcast, it just wasn't coming through. Like, there was a block, and the block was... The block was my wounds, the block was myself, the block was my own self-doubt, not feeling worthy, not feeling good enough, and also the unhealed, the unhealed inner childhood wounds that I still was holding on to, the old story that needed to be let go of, because that no longer was serving anybody, and certainly not me I needed to learn to like I can say like in the past oh I forgive my parents I forgive my parents I forgive my dad I could say that shit a million fucking times but judging from what I have felt and been through no I had truly not forgiven them and I am just now learning to forgive and real compassion it's like it's there's layers and levels to this shit like you think that you have and then, boom, something comes and tests you and re you realize, oh my god, I'm back to square one. Fuck. I, I guess I didn't. If this shit is bothering me this much, I did not actually know what true fucking um, Christ-like fucking compassion was. And that's what I'm learning. Okay, so I pulled... I to did I, I can't remember if I told you guys this. But I pulled three cards plus the back of the deck energy. So pulled card 31, 32, and 20. I wanted to go in order with that, but I didn't. Okay. So first card. And the kiddo just got home. Okay, 20 is beyond the mind. Thinking with the heart, being present, heart and mind connection, meditation, the bliss of being, quieting the monkey mind, fathoming the unfathomable, finding happiness within, going beyond intellectual limitation. And I will read from this book. The mind is a wonderful tool for moving us through the logistical elements of life so we can function in the world. However, it's endless chatter, self-doubt, limiting stories, subconscious programs can also keep us in our suffering. Okay, I don't know if you can hear the, this is not in the book, this is like me. Um, I don't know if you could hear the excitement in my voice. I get so excited when the cards are just like so spot on. They are always fucking spot on and they always resonate with my soul. One of the fundamental problems with mind chatter is that it takes us out of the present moment. As soon as we are in the past or future, we can no longer be our most empowered in the present. When we are stuck in the past or worrying about our future, we are not in command of our now. All we are doing is draining our energy and removing ourselves from the beauty of this incredible moment where anything is possible. That is not to say we shouldn't plan for the future or honor the past. This message is about bringing our awareness to the present. We are naturally wired to be everywhere but the present moment. Just as we would, sorry, the puppies are being wild. Just as we would exercise to keep our body fit and healthy, it is useful to practice being here and now, learning to find inner spaces of peace in silence. Regardless of external circumstances is one of the greatest gifts we can cultivate for ourselves. Much of Western culture and society pivots on a mind-based paradigm. This has served us in getting from A to B in a very linear way. But it is not holistic. 
and the cracks are starting to show. We learn that logic is always the right approach. However, more and more people are feeling unfulfilled, unhappy, and anxious, even though we are living more comfortably and with fewer threats. What can we do about this? The answer is learning to just be, even just for 10 minutes of your day. There are many techniques to help you to quieten the mind. Find the ones that work for you, and as your internal world becomes more peaceful, conscious, empowered, and meaningful, so too will your external world. They are interconnected. True bliss is experienced completely and utterly in the present moment. In essence, it is a feeling we spend so much of our life seeking. Ironically, we have access to this feeling always without external stimulants or concepts. Allow everything to drop away so you are present. It can take some work, but presence and bliss are totally within your grasp. Commodity-driven society tells us we need to seek things outside of ourselves to feel safe and happy. This thinking keeps us out of the magic. The enlightened soul knows there is so much more. Take a step outside your mind-based concerns or limitations. Looking at things in an overly logical way will hinder you and obstruct access to your superpowers. You may be transfixed by a past experience. The past may be running you and making your mind spin so you cannot see what is really in front of you. Consider what your heart and your gut are telling you. Step back and clear your mind. Meditate in your own way. Contemplate what the situation at hand would feel like if you released all fears and worries. Are these concerns even yours? I think that's it for that one. But my goodness, my God, that 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 resonates. And it also makes me want to hit on the fact that meditation, just clearing your mind, literally, when you feel so overstimulated and overworked and you just, you feel the anxiety, just go outside Go to a quiet place if you can and just if you have five minutes or even two minutes, just close your eyes, just sit there and just be. And it might be hard the first dozen times or the first couple times you do it, but it gets easier. Meditation is so key and crucial. If you have time to complain, if you have time to feel like shit, if you have time to be fucking miserable and you have time to fucking... um wonder about what so-and-so is doing you have the time to meditate and it will change your fucking life um i try to meditate at least at least twice a week because i honestly forget and i should be doing it every day my ass should be fucking doing that every single day but yeah when i just feel really overwhelmed i'll go outside i will let the sun um, hit my forehead, my third eye, and I'll just look up, close my eyes, and I'll just breathe. And if it's obviously too cold or I can't go outside, I'll just sit down on the floor in my room or even just lay straight on my bed and just be. I'll just be still and I'll just clear my mind. And I promise it gets, it gets way easier with time and practice. I also love to meditate in the shower. Shower meditation is awesome, especially if you're on the go, very busy person. Um, Yes, shower meditation, um, meditating in the pool, meditating in bodies of water because water is a very psychic element. And that is probably why I am a very emotional being. And I know we've been taught like in this book, um, the Western world um, favors logic over emotion. But emotion is powerful. Emotion is what gives us empathy and, and depth and lets us reach down, down deep into our hearts and allows us to um, love, honestly love, because emotion is love. Love is not logical. Love cannot be logical. If it is, it's not love. Um, so water is the most psychic element and I, what I was saying was um, the reason, and I am so grateful, I am so grateful for astrology because I always wondered like, why do I feel so deeply? Why do, why is it so hard for me to just be here in the now 
and not be like daydreaming all the time or um, thinking about the, the past and things that happened in my childhood. And then with astrology, realizing my moon is in cancer and that is the natural place for cancer is the moon because the moon rules cancer and that is a water sign and highly psychic um, and my rising which the theme and what I am here to embody here on Earth is Scorpio, which is another highly psychic water sign. And those are in my big three. So water, if you're a water sign, or if you even just love water, but if you're a water sign, shower meditation. When you're showering, just envision yourself like, oh, as the water is running down you, Envision just all the negativity, all the blame, all the hurt, all the guilt, all the shame, everything. Just the day, the crappy day you might have had or um, just anything negative. Just imagine it washing right off of you. And you come out of the shower, you are a clean slate, clean slate of energy. You have cleansed your auric field. That is what I do in the shower. And it's powerful. Water is a very powerful element. And that is why humans are mostly made up of water. Um, okay, so... Yeah. So this is really teaching me and you, the listeners, so important, so important to snap yourself out of it. When you start thinking crappy and you start thinking yucky and negatively... Avert your thinking to something of gratitude, something you are thankful for as something that you love in the present moment. Continuously snap yourself out of it, and that also gets easier in time. Um, okay, so the next card is... I always do that. I feel like it's a nice filler when I do... do, 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 do. Wish I had music instead of me doing this. Okay. So we have card number 32. The internal explorer. I'm, oh crap. Let me get my water. Sorry guys, my voice, I like this throat chakra. It's really healing itself. It's very dry. She's not having it with allergy season. I ha- I obviously have an issue speaking my truth because my throat. <clears throat> That's also a key indicator. If you ha- if you're subject to a lot of little pesky sore throats and your voice goes dry when you're trying to talk, you're not speaking your fucking truth not enough. You're not speaking the unspeakable. You're not moving mountains with your fucking voice like you're supposed to be doing. You're not using your voice for humanity. So unblock that throat chakra. Say what you mean. Say what you want to say. Um, communicate in an in a, in a effective way. Don't communicate to hurt others. Find ways to communicate what you mean without... Um, throwing guilt and victimization around unblock that throat chakra and yes everything i'm telling you guys i'm telling like i'm telling myself this always always anytime i do a reading anytime i do any of these it's a direct message to me because me is you we are all one we all need to be thinking in terms of unification unity teamwork what i always say this whole earth, every being on it, unified. We are seriously all one. And that is why when you hear my messages, you'll be like, oh my God, that hits home. Wow, that's so spot on. Because it's the collective. It's all of you. And we are all conscious and subconscious beings. Therefore, we all have collective consciousness that means we are all going through similar themes if you are on the same vibrational pathway that i am on see how that works pretty interesting anyways um okay card number 32 
when we stop looking outside ourselves, woo, this makes sense. Okay, well, I already know it's going to make sense. Here we go. Flow state. Assessing infinite information by going within wisdom from the collective... Co- what the fuck was I just fucking saying? Okay, sorry. From the collective consciousness, theta waves, channeling, breaking free from limiting intellect, creative boldness, being guided by the divine spark, you already hold the keys. You already hold the keys to the kingdom. Now unlock the fucking gate. Open your fucking mouth and your heart to abundance and gratitude and love. You got the keys. So use them. Okay, felt the need to say that. When we stop looking outside ourselves and surrender to a soft inner focus, we have access to unlimited information and resources. When we stop thinking with the glass ceiling of our intellect, we have access to multidimensional wisdom from the collective consciousness. Have you ever felt in total flow? Perhaps when speaking about something profound that you have total faith in, you have heard your words articulately unfold. At other times when you have doubt, you must watch your words and they come out disjointed, only hinting at what you are trying to say. In my journey as an artist, I found I was able to paint more skillfully than I imagined when I stopped thinking or tightly controlling my images into being. This was especially so when I was starting out by getting out of my own way. I could get into a flow that felt like something else was guiding my paintbrush. This is known as flow state. And it is said to be the optimal state for higher function. When in deep flow state, it can seem as if something else is guiding me. Perhaps it is my higher self. People often ask whether I have a strong concept of what I will paint before I start. I do have a half-formed idea, but the state I find myself in when I paint allows the rest of the image to form itself. I don't try to control it too much. When I allow myself to really go there and listen to the whispers that guide the journey, it gives more soul to my pieces. There are the creations that people most resonate with, the ones that prompt a mysterious sense of remembering. I am dyslexic and do not think of myself as an author, so the prospect of writing the text for this guidebook could have been quite overwhelming, but I was guided to drop into the vibration of the card and trust that the words would flow. I reached a deeper part of myself where I somehow had access to information that was far more vast than my mind could intellectualize. The same place my visual artwork comes from. You may have heard, sorry if I'm sniffling so much, you guys, I know it's annoying. Like, I don't like sniffles. Okay, so where was I? You may have read quotes about being far more amazing than you realize. There is an infinite part of us that is God, or whatever you wish to call it. And when we attune to our divine state, we really can do anything we apply ourselves to. Everything is there within you, waiting for expression. You are invited to explore the state of flow. This card is also a reminder that you are an infinitely amazing being who can access collective consciousness, especially when you surrender some control to the greater process or get out of your own way. You have the permission you felt you needed, so go within and explore wonderful wonderful gifts are waiting for you. This, this resonates so well with me because... I get so overwhelmed when I'm about to start a project like this podcast, for example. When you think too much about something, you're going to kill it. You're, tr- it's, you're trying too hard. It's not going to fucking work out. It's going to feel structured. It's going to feel icky. You're going to be like, what do I even talk about? Like, Don't try so hard. You're amazing. You've been guided to do whatever it is that you've been guided to do. You've been given permission from yourself and from God. So go do it. Don't think too much on it. Just flow. Like they say, just flow. Just flow with it. Don't don't try to make it so that it feels so daunting. Like, it, it should be something that you love to do. And if it's something you love to do, just start. Just, like Nike, I guess, just do it. <laughs> just fucking do it. 
Um, but I, I totally felt that because when I first started this podcast, I'm like, what do I even say? I don't know what to say. Um, I don't want people to take me the wrong way. Da, 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 da. Um, what if people don't understand me? What that just all these, all these little doubt bubbles popping in my head. And it's like, no, you just got to sit down and do it. If you felt called to do it, there is a divine reason for that. It, things get easier and better with time, with more practice, but you got to put yourself out there or else you're going to block your abundance. And you're going to block your blessings. You're going to block your future endeavors. <clears throat> and you got, when it, it comes down to self-love and confidence, you have to feel worthy of the blessings and the gifts that God has given you. I know, I know God has given me the gift of communication, the gift of gab, um, <clears throat> the gift of healing, the gift of teaching. So... Uh, it's time that I put that to use and I feel like I am doing a damn good job at that and I need to start giving myself more credit and also allowing myself to go in that flow state. I have been in the flow state before. In fact, I was in the flow state while doing this podcast right now. Um, I've been in the flow state when I used to dance. Like it's, here's how to explain it. It's like, you love something so much, you don't even see anything else or nothing else exists around you. You're just in this beautiful, um, kind of like ecstasy vibration of just pure joy because you just love doing it so much. That's how I feel about talking and teaching you guys and um, my healing work. And that's still how I feel about dancing but I can dance wherever I can dance in my own home and feel that feeling it's just a feeling of pure bliss and and if you guys have ever felt that continue doing whatever it is that makes you feel that way because that is one of your god-given talents and gifts I'm getting more water And, yeah, the flow state, there's like a little bug. The flow state is a very beautiful, exhilarating state to be in. It, it truly is. And that's also how I feel um, when I'm listening to um, certain music. I really love tropical house. I really love classical music and classical piano um, when I, or when I'm listening to somebody play the cello or violin, like I just feel so interconnected to the vibration of just bliss. And I get lost in it. And like time and space and nothing around me even matters. Like the kids could be freaking running around the house with like slime everywhere and making a mess and if I'm in that state I don't even realize what's going on that oh that's how I feel another thing that makes me feel that way that's how I feel when I'm editing photos um or taking photos of others or of animals I it's like literally chaos could be going on around me and I wouldn't even know because I just I enjoy what I'm doing so fucking much so yeah, so just try not to think so hard on what you do. If you're a model, if you're a painter, if you're a baker, if you're a welder, if you're an athlete, don't and you're starting out new, don't think so hard on it. Just just get there. Just get to that place and go. It's honestly it's just literally man-made stress that holds us back. When we really release the feeling of caring what others think, even caring what ourselves, what our own biggest critic, which is ourselves, even releasing that fear will help you get into the flow state faster. And next card. Next card. 
Next card, next card is this one. Yeah, so I did Beyond the Mind. I did Internal Explorer. Okay, so 31, Home. Mikasa Sukasa. <clears throat> Makes sense because my whole spiel, my whole getting it off my chest was about my home situation and what's going on in my home because this is a very personal year for me. I have a lot of transits, if you follow astrology, a lot of personal transits that are all related to my home, my Saturn return. It's all related to home-based. And before I even read that card, let me just tell you guys. When I when I was reading my transits and going over that um and reading that one of my themes for me Saturn return which a Saturn return is basically like your universal rite of passage into adulthood from Saturn and Saturn is known as like the strict disciplinary father if you're not where you're meant to be in life he will bring the hammer down and make sure you fucking get there and it's like a make it or break it type of thing and um if you don't learn your lessons in that Saturn return it's okay because you know in the life this wonderful life um lessons will repeat and we have I think three I want to say three Saturn returns in our life so yeah but it's it's good to be aware of that I'm happy but no matter how uh how soon you get prepared for your Saturn return and your your transits and stuff for the year it's like it's kind of crazy because it's like you know but it's like it's things still like affect you in a big way well anyways as I was going over my Saturn return in Aquarius a lot of it the theme was home and I mean some people have like really like chaotic transits and it has to deal with like you know like either you I don't want to scare any of you guys, but, like, some of them kind of point to, like, um, divorce or, like, job loss or, you know, financial ruin, stuff like that. Well, mine was, the theme was home, and I was just, like, ungrateful when I read that. I was, like, home, like, how boring, like, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to the whole year for my theme to be, like, my house, my home. I want to be, like, out in the world, being productive, um, networking, still modeling, still doing all that stuff, but, like, that's so ungrateful of me to even think like that, because my home is obviously what I make it, my home is beautiful, like, I'm, Kevin and I are remodeling the place, and it's taking longer than expected, but that's okay, it's like a work in progress, this whole thing is teaching me patience, because I'm a stickler about, home improvement projects and um remodeling and aesthetics and interior exterior design but that's just really ungrateful because I should be so grateful that my transits are just learning about you know resting self-care going within but you know not being too closed off being home with my family because, you know, kids, I have two, I have two daughters, um, five and nine. Kids don't stay kids for too long. Obviously, we grow up and we grow up fast. Time flies faster than fast. And what I was saying, sorry, I don't know what I clicked, but I think I clicked pause. And I was like, crap, I don't want to delete all of this because this is really good and people need to hear this. Anyways, so yeah, so to me it seems like when you have kids, time flies even faster than fast. So I should be, there's going to, like, I'm still, I just always need to remind myself I'm still so fucking young. I'm 28, I'm going to be 29 in May. And for a long time I thought, like, that age, those ages were old and just researching about just all the entrepreneurs who didn't get their start or didn't get their big hit until like their late 30s, 40s, 50s, hell, even 60s. And I'm just like, there will be time for all of that. And as long as I am doing something every day that sets me up for the future and that my future self and my lineage, my generations that come after me will thank me for, then that's all that matters. And I need to be grateful 